A blessed Sabbath to everyone, brothers and sisters in the assembly of Yahusha. We are truly thankful to our loving Father, Yahuwah, for again giving us the opportunity to assemble together in the precious name of our Savior, Yahusha, so that we can honor Him by means of the worship that we render. We know that the purpose of our calling is to worship in spirit and truth, that we can be brought near to Abba and in fellowship with Him, find comfort and strength so that we can go on until the very end. And in so doing, we shall receive the promised everlasting life. And so we do long for the appearing of our King Yahusha. It is what we do. It is what we prepare for. This is why in all the works of the assembly of Yahusha, it is to get everyone, especially those who are part of the assembly of Yahusha, to focus and fix our eyes upon the appearing of our King Yahusha. However, we also know because we have studied scriptures that before our King Yahusha will appear in the skies, there's going to be a threat against our faith because there's going to be the coming beast power empowered by the devil or the dragon himself. This is why we need to prepare for his coming in the sense that we need to know what to do against him so that we will not be overcome by his strategies and tactics. This is why we have prepared this lesson for each and every one of you. And it's important that we pay close attention to what is going to be relayed today in this worship service lesson. And so let's begin by asking the question, what was forewarned by the Apostle John that we need to heed so that we will not be overcome by the power of the devil? Let's read the book of 1 John chapter 4 and the verses 3. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Yahusha is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. What did the Apostle John warn us about that we need to heed so that we will not be overcome by the powers of darkness? Apostle John tells us and speaks about the spirit of the Antichrist. When it says Antichrist, we know it is against the true Christ or against Yahushua. Why did Apostle John warn us about the spirit of the Antichrist? Because he also said that the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. If it was in the world during the days of the Apostle John, how much more will the spirit of the Antichrist intensify during these last days? This is why we need to understand what the spirit of the Antichrist is going to cause people to do so that we can protect ourselves. Well, who is the source of the spirit of the Antichrist? I think you already know the answer to that question, right? Who is it? It's the dragon. It is the devil. It is Satan himself. You know what the name Satan means? It means adversary. And so he is going to oppose Yahusha. He is going to oppose Yahuwah. And because he will oppose both Yahuwah and Yahusha, who also will he oppose? Let's read the book of Revelation 12, verse 17. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Yahushua Christ, who is going to be opposed vehemently by the spirit of the Antichrist, by the dragon 
or the devil, the adversary of Yahuwah. It is the remnant of her seed. Now, who is this remnant of her seed? We talked about this before. The seed referred to there is our king, Yahushua. The remnant of our king, Yahushua, are his disciples during these latter parts of the ends of the earth because we represent the last work before the coming of our king in every dispensation of time there's always a remnant that yahuwah sets apart for himself but there's going to be the last iteration of this remnant of our king yahusha his disciples in the latter parts of these end times and what does the prophecy say concerning the remnant of her seed there's going to be someone who will be enraged against her and make war against her. Who is that? The dragon. This is why we're not surprised that we're going to be receiving attacks. Why? Because he does not want what we are doing. He does not like what we are doing. What are we doing as remnants of the sea? Yahushua. The Bible says we are upholding the commandments of God. The devil doesn't want that. He doesn't want us to preach and to obey the commandments of God. What else? The Bible says we have the testimony of Yahushua Christ. This is why we studied the prophecy. And we looked at the testimony given to us as members of the assembly of Yahushua. And so we're not surprised. The devil is going to make war against us. Something is going to happen. We need to prepare for this. And so according to the Holy Scriptures, what will he do? What is the foremost work of the assembly of Yahushua? Let's read the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, 25 to 27. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. What is the primary work of the assembly of Yahushua? It is to meet together for worship. Why is this the primary work of the assembly of Yahushua? Because we were created for that purpose. We were made to worship Yahuwah in spirit and truth. This is why we meet together for worship. How do we meet together for worship today? It's a good thing that Yahuwah has blessed us with the opportunity, even though we are far apart from each other, we can still assemble together because of several platforms that is given to us because of technology. What are examples of these platforms? We have Zoom, we have YouTube, we have Facebook, right? And so we are using these platforms so that we can meet together, because if we cannot meet together, then how can we worship together? And so we are thankful to Yahuwah. And how important is it that we meet together for worship? Bible says this is something that we need to do, because if we deliberately forsake our assembling of ourselves together, there are no longer a sacrifice for sins that is left. And when should we all the more intensify this work of meeting together and worshiping Yahuwah. The Bible says when we see the day approaching, that is when our King Yahushua 
will return. And when we look at the signs of what's happening throughout the world, we are getting closer to that day. And as we get closer to that day, what will the devil do? He will try and ruin, sabotage, and undermine our work and ability to meet together for worship. This is why the Bible says they are enemies of God. The work of the enemies of God, the work of the adversary, the devil, the dragon, is to do his best to remove our ability to be able to worship him. You know, when we worship Yahuwah Abba, there are basically several components that we need to do, right? What are they? I mean, what is the dragon's agenda? How will he try and stop our worship? First of all, number one, he will stop our ability to meet together. Like he will sabotage Zoom and Facebook and YouTube. He will try and stop our hymn singing because when we sing hymns, we render praise and glory to Yahuwah and to Yahusha. What also will he do? He will try and stop our ability to offering. They will sabotage our website. It's not surprising that the event last week happened because we know the enemy is going to try and shut down our ability to worship him in spirit and in truth. But thankfully, Yahuwah is on our side. And he continues to work. And so we're able to continue to worship. And today, perhaps after two hours or so, we will again be able to give offering. Earlier this morning, there were brethren who were trying to contact me because they do not know how to offer. They were unable to offer because of PayPal. And after, after about two hours, again, we will be able to give our offering. This is not the work of the work of Yahuwah Abba is to continue our true worship of him. But the adversary of our faith, he will do his best. He will use instruments to try and hinder this work. What also is the main work of the assembly of Yahushua? Let's read the book of Acts, chapters 1, the verses 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses. Telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so what also is the main work of the assembly of Yahushua? It is to be the witnesses of Yahushua. You see, that's what we are. When you really think about it, the assembly of Yahushua are the witnesses of Yahushua. In other words, we represent our king here on earth. And because we represent our king here on earth, because we are witnesses of our king, Yahushua, what must we do? As witnesses, we have to tell people about him everywhere. Do you know what the function of a witness is when a witness is taken to court? It is to give a testimony. What is a testimony? Evidence for Yahushua. You see, when we speak to people about Yahushua, not only do we say to them, believe in Yahushua, we give them evidence. We give them a testimony so that they would be moved to believe and have faith in Yahushua. Do you know what the evidence is? What do we call the evidence that testifies to Yahushua? The scriptures. This is why our King Yahushua says, read the scriptures. They speak of me. And so when the Bible says we need to tell people about our King Yahushua, we need to spread the gospel. We need to spread the words of God. Why is it important for us to spread the words of God? Let's read the book of 
Matthew, this is what the Bible tells us, Matthew 24 and the verses 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. What is the will of Yahuwah? What is the will of our King Yahushua? Bible says we must preach the gospel. Where? The whole world. Why? Because the gospel is a testimony. We are witnesses for Yahushua. As witnesses, we give a testimony. That testimony is found in scriptures. What must we do? Give this testimony to everyone and all nations throughout the world. Brothers and sisters, can we do this? Is it possible for us to preach the, to the whole world the gospel? Yes, it's a good thing we live during these times, which is different from the days of the apostles. During the days of the apostles, for them to reach the whole world, why, it would take a long time. It would be physically impossible, mathematically speaking, right? But today, is it possible for us to reach the whole world and to give testimony of our King Yahushua? Yeah, because we have what is called the internet. We have YouTube that is available throughout the whole world. We have Facebook by which we can spread the gospel as well. And so we have the means, we have the tools. The devil knows this. And so what, he, what will he do? He will try and take away our ability to propagate the teachings of our King Yahusha. Yahusha wants us to preach the gospel. And what important aspect of the scripture? What is commanded by our King Yahushua, especially now that he is coming near. Let's read the book of Revelation 22, verse 7, and let's read 18 to 19. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to, these, to, to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And... If anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book, according to our King Yahushua. What must be heard by people for them to be blessed, especially when he is coming soon? It is the book of Revelation. You see, the book of Revelation is special to our King Yahushua. It is the first book in the Bible. The only book in the Bible that offers a promise and a blessing for those who read and keep the contents of the book of Revelation. This is why, as the Assembly of Yahushua, we have made the effort to proclaim the book of Revelation in its entirety. Why is it important? Because that is the basis by which we can protect ourselves, preserve our faith, and praise Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha HaMashiach. How important is it? Apostle John even says, do not add, do not subtract from this book of prophecy. That's how important it is. We must not add to or subtract it. This is why we must continue to proclaim what is recorded in the book of Revelation. We're not surprised that last week they took down all of our BHPs. We're not surprised that last week they removed the study of the book of Revelation. This is the work of the dragon. He does not want 
Let the book of Revelation be proclaimed throughout the world because he knows when we proclaim the book of Revelation, he will be rendered useless. And so brethren, we call upon you, members of the assembly of Yahushua, if any of you were able to download, to download the lessons concerning the book of Revelation, please let us know so that we can get a copy from you so that we can put them back to our website, put them back into our YouTube channel because we have this duty to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the book of Revelation throughout the world. And so we now know what the devil will try to do. He has a twofold agenda. What are they? Number one, he will try and stop worship of Yahuwah and Yahusha. Number two, he will try and stop the spread of the good news. We got a sampling, a sampling of what the devil is able to do last week. But of course he did not prevail. But we all know the devil. We all know the dragon. He is engaged in war against the assembly of Yahusha. So he will not stop. He will persevere. Ever since the very beginning of time, he has used powerful instruments to undo the work of Yahuwah Abba. He will try again during these times before he used Nimrod. Remember the Tower of Babel? And then he used Nebuchadnezzar. Then he used the emperors of Rome and many other instruments. But we have not yet seen the greatest weapon of the dragon. And this greatest weapon of the dragon he will use to try and destroy the assembly of Yahushua. Who could that be? We got to find out in the book of Revelation chapter 13 and the verses 1. This is what it says. And the dragon stood on the shore of the sea and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. He had ten horns and seven heads with ten crowns on his horns and on each head a blasphemous name. Who is the tool, the weapon of Shatan, the weapon of the dragon himself that he will use to overcome the world, especially the assembly of Yahushua. Bible calls him the beast, the embodiment of the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist was present during the days of the Apostle John. He saw what it was able to do. But during this time, the embodiment of that spirit of the Antichrist will be fully received by the people of the world. Who is this beast that the Bible talks about? The Bible says he has ten horns and seven heads with ten crowns on his horns. In other words, this beast will have power and authority because he will have crowns, not one crown, but many crowns. In fact, 10 crowns, which represents his power and his ability to have one crown. For example, you are the president of the United States or you're the president of China. You're president of the US or of, the, of Russia. You have a lot of power. If you have many crowns, what does that mean? He has influence throughout the world because he will be able to control powerful nations and political affairs. This is the kind of influence that he will wield. And so he will infiltrate the League of Nations, the, the United Nations. We're not surprised if you go to the United Nations building, you're going to see this picture. What does that look like to you? It looks like a dragon, does it not? A beast, 
What is this, uh, what is this statue conveying to us? It's telling us we need to prepare because the dragon is already infiltrating the assembly of nations. He's already influencing powerful movers and shakers of the world. And because of this, we need to be prepared. What kind of power, what kind of authority will be given to the beast? Let's keep reading in the book of Revelation 13, 7 to 8. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They're the ones whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made. The book that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered. What kind of authority will be given to the beast? Bible says the beast is going to have authority over every tribe and people and language and nation. What kind of authority? Political authority. And so he will be able to control the affairs of every tribe, every people, every language, every nation. That's very terrifying, isn't it? But you notice who his target is, he's going to wage war against who? The people of Yahuwah. Where can we find the people of Yahuwah? In the assembly of Yahusha. He's going to target us. And he's going to use his authority and power to control the affairs of nations so that we can be sabotaged in our work of worshiping Yahuwah and in spreading the gospel message. Why will he try and stop us? Because he wants worship for himself. You see, that's the end game. That's the agenda of the Antichrist. That's the agenda of the beast, the embodiment of the Antichrist. He wants to get worship for himself rather than getting people to worship Yahuwah. He wants to receive that adoration, that worship for himself. And so the question we need to ask is, what will he be able to do to force people to worship him? He's going to give a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. In fact, there's going to be a threat that if you will not worship the beast, you'll be put to death. Not only that, what also will the beast do? In the book of Revelation 13, 16 to 18, he also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is man's number. His number is 666. The Bible tells us and forewarns us what's going to come ahead. What is in store for us? This coming beast power will have control of the nations. And in control of the nations, what is included there is ability to control what we buy and sell. In other words, he will control the banking system. He will control the internet because our banking system is connected to the internet. And so all online platforms like YouTube and Google, right, and Facebook, who do you think is going to be controlling all of that? That would be the beast. 
And if he controls these internet-based and online platforms, he will be able to dictate who can buy, who can sell, who can have a Zoom account. You know what happened last week? That's nothing. That was just a sampling, a taste of what he is going to be able to do. When this beast power is fully manifested, it doesn't matter if we contact Zoom or YouTube and try and set up an account. We will not be able to do it unless we have the mark, the mark of the beast. We're not going to get that mark. No matter what happens, brethren, do not get that mark of the beast. And so what must we do? What can we do? For example, if the beast power sits on his throne, he dictates the affairs of nations, and he is able to completely shut down our ability to meet together for worship. What are we going to do? Does he have this technology now? Oh, yeah. The technology already exists. As a matter of fact, if you go to the next slide, there's what is called the Stuxnet virus. Perhaps some of you have heard about that back in 2010. 2010, the Stuxnet virus was discovered in Natanz, Iran. Thousands of control systems that operate factories, power plants, nuclear reactors around the world. It was 20 times more sophisticated than any malware ever recorded. It could halt oil pipelines, destroy water treatments, and bring down entire power grids. Can you imagine the damage this Stuxnet virus can do? And when you look at, on the left side, exclusive, Israel's rash behavior blew operation to sabotage Iran's computers, U.S. officials says, because U.S. officials in preparing against Iran, because Iran is doing its best to gain nuclear capabilities. And so in the event that happens, US, the U.S. is going to launch Stuxnet's virus to try and impede their progress. And so they understand that when you are able to control the power grids, when you're able to control the internet, you have power over that nation. And so the technology already exists. The Stuxnet virus, when it falls into the wrong hands, it's going to bring a lot of problems throughout the world. But not only that, the text says Stuxnet is back stronger than ever because what they have now, because that was back in 2010, what they have now is called Nitro Zeus, which is stronger than Stuxnet. And we should all be concerned. Cybersecurity experts know Stuxnet was an ordinary malware thrown together by some basement hacker. This was something different. And so brothers and sisters, the technology to control the internet, the technology to shut down our operations already exists. What if tomorrow the beast power sits on his throne and he shuts down all of our operations? What are we going to do? What will we do as the assembly of Yahushua? Are we ready? This is why we requested that for this worship service today, all households, all individuals of the assembly of Yahushua will be able to attend our worship service. Why? Because we need to make preparations. And so what should we do now? Now, before the beast power sits on his throne. Let's read our next slide. This is the planning that we came up with. We need to create libraries amongst our own families. Every household should have a collection of books, first and foremost, Bibles. While we can still obtain them, we need to look at, we're going to send you a list of reference works. And if you are able, you can purchase these books for yourself so that every family can be like a, a mini assembly and you have the resources 
to be able to do the work of Yahuwah. Because after all, the work of Yahuwah is to preach the word of God. So if we can get that. What else? We're going to also print a reference manual containing all the basic teachings of the assembly, which will be provided to all registered assembly members and will serve as additional backup. That way, you have the resources, the Bibles, and the references. You also have a reference manual by which you can look into and see what the basis of our faith is and what our basic tenets and teachings are. Also, prepare a one terabyte flash drive and download. All of us, let's download all the BHP, the BQA, the worship gatherings, special worship services of the assembly, as well as the core beliefs Bible study series. So in case it is shut down permanently by the beast, at least we have storage in, uh, in the flash drive and we can refer back to past lessons that we have taught in the assembly of Yahushua. Also, we are in the process of improving and re-recording the hymns that we use to praise Yahuwah Abba. And so once this is ready for download, we must also download all the hymns so that wherever we go in our own household, we can host a worship service. There's hymn singing, there's prayer, there's preaching of the word of Abba. And so this is how we prepare for the event that will take place when we are being shut down by the enemy. However, for us to be effective, for us to be able to use in the proper way the tools that are going to be given to us, what is most important of all. Let's read the book of Matthew chapter 28. And the verses are 19 down to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. What is most important that must happen to each and every one of us, especially right before the advent of our Mashiach Yahusha, who promises that he will be with us until the very end. What we need to do is to make disciples of all nations. When the emergency comes, when the attack comes, we as disciples, we must be able to also create other disciples. How? We must learn how to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to be a true disciple. What does it mean to be a true disciple? It means that we're able to obey and teach the commandments of Yahuwah. You see, it's not enough for us to be a member of the assembly. It's not enough for us to be a part of the body of our King Yahushua. All of us, all of us must become disciples. How can we say we are disciples? If we're unable to teach others about Yahushua. And so for us to be effective disciples, what must we learn? What must we practice? Let's read the book of Hebrews chapter 5, 11 down to 14. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be, what does it say? When Apostle Paul wrote this, was he writing to the ministers? Who was he writing to? The members of the assembly. What did he say to the members of the assembly? He says, by this time, you ought to be what? 
teachers. You see, we have this mindset, but only the minister can teach. This is why when we have missionary gatherings, we have visitors, and they ask us a question, what do we say? Oh, don't ask me, I cannot teach. Just give it to the minister, right? Apostle Paul says, wait, wait, wait. You have to be teachers. When somebody asks you a question about your faith, we all should be able to open the Bible and say, look, brother, look, sister, dear friend, this is why I believe what I believe. It's right here in the Bible. Can you read the prophecy in Isaiah 53? Look at Isaiah 43. Look at Isaiah 42. It points that our work as an assembly is to make honorable the law of Yahuwah, the Ten Commandments. You see, if we can do that, we become effective disciples. This is why Apostle Paul says, at this time, you ought to be teachers. Yet you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's words all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil, for us to be effective disciples of our King Yahushua, so that we can be witnesses testifying on his behalf. What do we need to do? We must become teachers. Not we were all students, but at the same time, we're, we're able to teach what we're learning. We can open the Bible and point to relevant truths so that we can answer the questions that people ask us about our faith. Because when the beast comes, you're not going to be able to contact the minister, right? You're going to have to do that on your own. And so what must we learn to do to teach? Not only to teach, most of all, what must we be able to do? The Bible says we need to train ourselves to distinguish good from evil. We need to learn discernment because we won't be able to ask the minister, is this right? Is this wrong? What's the best thing to do here? You're on your own. And so you need to be trained. We need to learn to study scripture so that we can understand the themes of scripture. We can apply the principles of scripture so that we will know the difference between what is right and what is wrong, between good and evil. This is why we need to have training. And so as part of the preparation for the upcoming beast, we will engage in what we call, next slide, a discipleship training program to make us effective witnesses of our King Yahushua. Can you imagine if every single member of the Assembly of Yahushua is able to speak to any person throughout the world and convince them by giving proper testimony that Yahushua indeed is the Mashiach. That's what we want. That's what we want. And so in this discipleship training program, we're going to train everyone how to conduct worship gatherings and administrations and the administration of the benediction. Because every home is going to be a place of worship. We're not going to be connected anymore, but every home will be a place of worship. How do you do that? How do you, how to prayerfully read and study scriptures and understand the major themes and principles of the Holy Bible? How to effectively do evangelistic work, sharing our faith, because when the beast power comes, Yahushua wants us to keep sharing the gospel. And how do we do that? On an individual and house-to-house -house basis. And so we need to learn how to do that. How to conduct baptism, the verbiage of the immersion, because we need to continue to create disciples until the very end. How to anoint the sick, 
how to conduct child dedication, how to observe rehearse the feast of Yahuwah, how to bake unleavened bread, and how to choose the, the juice of the vine. So all of these things we're going to learn so that when the beast comes, we can function as a mini assembly. Every household will be like a mini assembly. We will preach, we will share our faith, we will baptize, we will become disciple makers, disciples of our King, Yahusha. Brothers and sisters, we cannot stress enough because we are the assembly of Yahusha, because we are the people of God, we're going to be attacked. When the apostles were alive, they were also attacked. When Yahusha came to the scene and he selected his apostles and the first followers of our King Yahusha were worshiping him during his first advent, the devil was enraged. He attacked the first century assembly. The apostles were witnesses to that. And the last apostle to remain alive was the apostle John. And this is what he has to say to each and every one of us. He's speaking to us in these last days because when he wrote the book of Revelation, he saw all the way to the end, right? He is speaking to us now, being a witness, being able to experience the attack of the adversary. This is what he has to say to us in the book of Revelation, chapter 1 and the verses 9. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Yahushua was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Yahushua. Brothers and sisters, Apostle John, the work he did, preached the word of God, gave the testimony of Yahushua. Isn't that also the work that we're doing? We're preaching the Ten Commandments. We're giving testimony or evidence for Yahushua. We're doing the same thing. When Apostle John, when he did the work of preaching the word of God and giving testimony of Yahushua, what did he experience? Suffering. Suffering. And he's speaking to us today. Do you know what he says to us? My companion in the suffering that we will share in Yahusha. You see, brothers and sisters, as parts of the body of our King Yahusha, we are recipients of his blessing. We are nourished by him because he is our head. We are strengthened by him because he is our head. However, because we are parts of his body, we must also share in his suffering. My question to you, brothers and sisters in the faith, are we willing to share in Yahusha's suffering? Are we willing to be a companion with the Apostle John in enduring patiently what we have to go through? Apostle John saw it all. You know, when Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter were preaching, it was during the time of Emperor Nero. Emperor Nero, he killed Apostle Paul, Peter. Emperor Nero massacred many followers and disciples of our King Yahushua. He saw the emergence of these Roman emperors who systematically tried to annihilate the followers and disciples of Yahushua. Apostle John was the last one standing and he's giving testimony to us today. He's telling us to patiently endure, brethren. Let us patiently endure. 
As we patiently endure, let us keep preaching the word of God. Let us keep giving testimony as witnesses for our King Yahushua. But Apostle John, because he saw it all, what, what inspired him? What made him able to go through it, to patiently endure all of these sufferings? Let's read what Apostle John has to say. First John 4, 3 down to 4, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Yahushua is, Yahushua is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. What inspired the Apostle John? What gave him the ability to be able to endure patiently the sufferings he witnessed, the sufferings he experienced because of the work of the Antichrist that was there working against him. Apostle John said, there are two things that we need to uphold. Brothers and sisters, if I may, please pay close attention to what Apostle John is saying to us now, because this will be the key. This will be the reason for us in overcoming, in overcoming the attack of the dragon, the antichrist, the beast. What are these two things that we need to uphold and hold on to? Number one, Apostle John says that you are from God. You are children of God. Brethren, do we believe that we are the sons and daughters of God? If we believe that when we pray to him, yes, we mention his name, but we also call him our Abba. We call him our father. When we go through tribulations in life, keep in mind that we are not just anybody. We are not just people of the world, no. We are the people of God. When God looks at us, he sees his son. He sees his daughter. We are his children in these last days because we belong to God. What did Apostle John say? He says, because you are from God, you have overcome them. Not only that, there's something else we must hold on to according to Apostle John. What was that? He also says, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Brethren, who is the one in us? That is our King Yahushua. Apostle John says, there's many terrible things that will happen throughout the world, but the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Who is in the world? That's the devil. He is the prince of this age, the God of this age. But the devil is nothing to our King Yahushua. With but his breath, he will devour and destroy the beast and the dragon empowering the beast and the false prophet. And so, brethren, we have nothing to fear. But the key is to focus on Yahuwah and to remember Yahushua's in us. Because Yahushua's in us, guess what? When we are attacked, we are attacking our king. And our king loves us so much, he will defend us and protect us. There's nothing to fear. Yahushua has overcome the world. He is in us, and he is greater than that, the one who is in the world. And so what must we do? Because we belong to our King Yahushua. We belong to Yahuwah, who is our Abba. Let's read the final passage of our studies today. 
in the book of 2 Timothy 4, 6 down to 8, where I am already being poured out like a drink offering. The time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Brothers and sisters, just like the Apostle John, just like the Apostle Paul, just like the early disciples of our King Yahusha in the first century, we are in a fight and we will be in a more intense battle soon to come. Also Paul, also John, the first disciples, they have witnessed what the dragon is able to do. We will experience what the dragon will be able to do, but what must we do? We have to keep fighting. Just like the apostle Paul, he says, I have fought the good fight. What does it mean to fight the good fight? We have to finish our race by keeping our faith. Apostle Paul was the one who wrote this passage. You notice what he said in verse 6. I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. The time of my departure is at hand. He knew he was going to die soon. He knew he only had a small amount of time left. That's why he wrote to Timothy. And he said to him, fight the good fight. And this is his message to each and every one of us as well. Because Yahuwah is our God. Because Yahusha is in us. Now we have to do our part. Now we have to fight. We have to fight the good fight of faith. Just like the Apostle Paul. Just like the Apostle John. But what should inspire us all the more? You know this? What inspired Apostle Paul? Do you notice what gave him courage to endure all things? It's in the last part of that sentence. He says, to all who have longed for his appearing. This is what inspired the Apostle Paul. He had this longing to see our King Yahushua in the air. Brothers and sisters, Apostle Paul loved Yahushua so much. Every single day he would probably look up. He longed to see Yahushua. How about us? Are we longing to see our King? Are we longing to see His appearing in the sky and Him bringing us to Himself, to Harpazo, to be with Him forevermore? That is the key. Every single disciple of Yahushua who overcame the devil, who overcame persecution, they had one thing in common. They loved they loved Yahushua. He's the only one that they would think of. They fix their eyes on him. Brethren, this is what we want you to do. The beast may come. The devil may intensify his attack against us. But do not lose your focus upon our king. All the more hold on to him and love him with every fiber of your being. Love our King Yahusha, long for his appearing, and when he appears, he will bring us to himself. And he will give us the crown of righteousness. That is our reward. But we all know our greatest reward 
our greatest reward as a disciple of Yahushua is to see him face to face, to see him and hold him and him holding us. This is our greatest reward that he can bring us into complete fellowship with our loving Abba. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, Everlasting Father, most holy and gracious Yahuwah, today is a happy day, a blessed day, because we were able to sing praises to you. We were able to worship you as an assembly meeting together in spirit and truth. Thank you, Father, for teaching us, encouraging us, Thank you, because we belong to you, reminding us that even though we are flawed human beings, although we are sinners before you, because you have given up your son, you have proclaimed that we are your sons and daughters, recipients of your Holy Spirit. We have felt your abiding presence today. We were strengthened by you, encouraged by you. We vow to you, loving Abba, we will keep the faith and finish the race. We know we have to fight, and we will fight the good fight of faith. Only help us, direct us, and strengthen us. You spoke long ago. You said to your people, fear not for I am with you. We need your promise fulfilled in us now. Give us your presence that we may be courageous in fulfilling the work you have given to us to testify of you and of your beloved son, our King Yahusha. We gather in your precious name you are in us. There's no reason to be afraid. 
Help us to fix our eyes upon you, to long for you, to thirst for you. We want to be with you. Loving King, there's so much we want to tell you. You know the contents of our hearts and minds, especially now when we have gone through so much the past week, tested left and right, but you did not let go of us. And now we hold on to you. Loving King, be with us. Strengthen our faith. Remember your disciples from all over the world. Unite us with one love for you that we may preserve the faith that you have given to us. Father, thank you for listening to us. Before we conclude our prayer, we ask and beg of you because we know that the beast is going to come soon. It also means you're going to send your begotten son soon. And so what we ask of you is this, we who belong to you now, if it is your will, may we remain alive, loving Abba, that we may witness the coming of your son appearing in the heavens, that we can rejoice in his salvation. So please heal your people who may be afflicted with disease or sicknesses. You are the true source of healing. You are the source of life. Loving Abba, we beg you, shower upon us your grace, love, and power that we may continue to proclaim your commandments until the very end. Thank you, Father for listening to the prayers of your people. Bless the works of the assembly. Help us to overcome all things. For we ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. May Yahuwah Abba's unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yahushua HaMashiach strengthen us in the constant companionship of the Ruach Kodash. Be with all of us now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>